Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, the 30th day of January 2015. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, We Agnostics. We are on page 45, and we will be beginning with uh, the first full paragraph, Lack of Power. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Lauren S., 12 Traditions, Sarah H., and then our text readers are Anita J., Sue G., and Melanie. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that, People who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Lauren S. to read the 12 steps for us. Hi, Lauren S., as in Sam, a recovered compulsive overeater from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Lauren S. I will now ask Sarah H. to read the 12 Traditions, please. Good morning. This is Sarah H., the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. A pers- the personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, and I pass. Thank you, Sarah H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter We Agnostics on page 45. And we will be reviewing, uh, reading two paragraphs, beginning with lack of power and ending with or entirely ignored. And the first paragraph is for context, and the second paragraph is what we will be commenting on this morning. And I will ask Anita J. to please start reading for us. Thank you, Monica. This is Anita J. from Massachusetts, Recovered. Thank you for your service. Thanks for the opportunity this January to be a reader. Lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. 
Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problems. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hopes rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his faith falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God. For we have reopened a subject which our main thought, a man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. Well, I find that maybe this has been the best gift of Overeaters Anonymous, finding spirituality. Um, I just had God, spirituality, religion, all entangled like in a cobweb. And because early in my life there were, you know, some problems, um, and a and a church that I originally attended, and it's you know it's not the one everyone thinks of, but whatever it was, uh, I didn't get I didn't get the feeling that I could turn to something higher than greater than myself. I got the feeling in church and at home that Anita, you better you better kid, try your best because this is it. This is all you got. Well, that didn't work. It worked on the outside sometimes and sometimes nowhere, nothing else. But this program has been a refinement for me. I think someone mentioned that they never thought that this chapter applied to them. But that's, that is like without delving into it. Delving into it, I have seen, I've gotten kind of refined now about what spirituality is, what it can do. I don't have to ever walk alone. There's always some some power with me. And if I trust and rely, you know, once in a while, especially this last month, I get a little bit nervous or scared. And then I remember, step back, trust and rely. Um, it's, just, it's just a fantastic um, program, you know, folks. I hope... This isn't what I came for. Obviously, this isn't what I came for. But now it's what is, I think, um, I think it's the greatest gift I've received. And it's the gift that now I want to give to other people, too. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Anita. And who would like to comment on the second paragraph here today? Charles uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, I heard a whole bunch of people. I got Charles and I got Kim, and that's the only two I got out of. Lauren, Who else? Lauren, Lauren. Paula, Vasa, Vasa. Okay, let's go with that to begin with. Here, Charles, Lauren, Kim, Paula, and Vasa. Charles, you're up. Thank you. Good morning, Monica, and good morning, visionaries. My name is Charles. I'm a recovered visionary just for today. Lack of power. That was my dilemma. Um, well, that's exactly what this book is about. The main object is to enable you to find a power within yourself, which will solve your problems. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, 
I have a lack of power, lack of knowledge, lack of access, lack of common sense, lack of spirituality. Every day I'm lacking, and that's exactly why I'm here. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of 500-pound big book thumpers. I know a lot of 60-pound big book thumpers. I know a lot of 500-pound pastors, a lot of 500-pound ministers, and 60-pound pastors and 60-pound ministers. And, and, and I'm saying I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. You know, I, I'm religious. However, I know that uh, my religion alone is not sufficient. Like, I had to have an open mind, right? Like, like programs, program and, and, and my religion, and, and the doctor's opinion has enhanced my opening, right? Um, you know, in, in, in my religion, we say delivered. Um, in, 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 at Vision for You, at Big Book Meetings, we say recovers. You know, uh, however, there is work to be done to stay recovered one day at a time. There is work to be done to stay um, delivered one day at a time. See, I could be delivered, but I can go back fast, right? And I'm lacking every single day. And, if you know, how? Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. If I don't have that, uh, you know, I'll be back again quick, fast, in a hurry. So, um yeah, without knowledge every single day because at 12.01 a.m. I can get a bright idea and think I have this. And then, uh, yeah. So that's what this book is all about. This just reminds me of the um, the first, <clears throat> the first, you know, the forward to the first. This is what this book is exactly about. And, you know, morals, <laughs> you know, so what? You know what I mean? Like morals get thrown out the window when I get a bright idea. Like, the miracle is, you know what? I'm hungry as I was in day one for spirituality. I'm hungry to get through these steps again. You know, and, and you know what? Like, there's a lot of things. This is the original. There, there is no carbon copy. However, um, a friend sent me something called OA Big Book. You know, so I respect I respect people that are trying to come, come with other things. But this is the, this is, this is the original, you know, and I'm going to wind down with this. You know, it's so much humility to admit that I don't have knowledge and that I need to be filled up every day. I need my higher power to empty me every day, and I need I need my higher power to fill me up every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you for your service, Monica, and good morning to all visitors. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Charles. And Lauren, you're up, and then it'll be Kim. Thank you. Um, Lauren S. As in Sam, a recovered compulsive overeater from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, Like a power, that was my dilemma. Oh, geez. Um, Okay. When I got to this part in the book, I was told that dilemma meant two decisions which were equally undesirable. And the word decision comes from de scissore. You know, you hear the word scissors to cut, to cut out of your life. Now, in my food addiction, my active addiction, which I haven't been part of one day at a time for two and a half years. Or you could say, like, 
900 days, 901 days at a time, you know. Um, Okay, I have not been part of that, but in my food addiction, food was very inconvenient, and it cut out of my life everything important that I could help others, that I could feel at one with the human spirit, that I could feel healthy in my body. It cut that away. So I could binge, purge, restrict, over-exercise, and use pills and laxatives. So when I came in the program to do, to start, really start on my first step foundation, I had to be willing to not see food as an option anymore. And my dilemma that now I'm reaching in step two was, I'm powerless. Food has cut everything away, making, you know, my life unmanageable from it. But even without the food, I am unmanageable on my own power as well. I don't know if I'm being clear. Like, it's it's really not even about the food, as we've learned also. It's about my selfishness. So it's not just the food. And my dilemma here is, am I going to die this painful, slow alcoholic death where I'm not helpful. I don't have real relationships and I have no connection to God because I'm the food is like my number one, my number one and I'm selfish and I'm I'm or I'm abstinent and I'm not happy about it. All right. And the next option is the spiritual solution, the spiritual journey of recovery. Two options, not a third. Okay, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren. And Kim, you're up, and Paula, you're next. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. This book's main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problem. I mean, really, I thought this book was about stopping eating. Isn't that what, this is my whole goal. I'm going to do all these things so I can stop eating. But they're saying here, this whole book, the main object is to help you find a power because you can't stop eating. Step one is about powerlessness. Steps two through 12 is about power. Power is my dilemma. Lack of power is my dilemma. And I want to zone in that word, obviously. Because if those of you who are on the line, maybe you haven't been listening to A Vision for You or, like me, often picked and chose what I heard in meetings, this wasn't obvious to me. What was obvious was I needed a new food plan. I needed a new sponsor. I needed to go to different meetings. I needed all these other human aids. That's why I can't stay, stay abstinent. So why is it obvious on page five that power is what we need? because of the chapters before. So I'm just going to do a quick synopsis. What did we learn on all the pages prior to page 45? In the doctor's opinion, we were introduced to the concept of what a compulsive reader is. Dr. Silkworth worked with hundreds, I mean hundreds, with tens of thousands of alcoholics, and he said there was different types. But the type this book is made for is those types that have an allergy to the body, and an obsession of the mind. If you do not have that, you may not need to do the steps because you're not the chronic alcoholic that Dr. Silkworth talked about. In Bill's story, we look and we identify in, see that progression in pages one through eight. See it go from fun and excitement to necessity to oblivion. Do we identify in with that progression? 
Did we eat like Bill? Did we think like Bill? And did we feel like Bill? And then we move to there is a solution, which talks a lot about the problem. It talks about the moderate eater, the heavy eater, the true compulsive overeater. And it talks about the fact if you are the moderate or the heavy eater, once again, meetings may be enough. A food plan may be enough. But if you're a real compulsive overeater, you're going to need a different solution. You're going to need power. And then in more about alcoholism, we're hitting the head with what my big delusion was, that abstinence was enough. My problem is I eat too much and abstinence is the answer. And more about alcoholism gets us down to the nitty-gritty that, that sobriety, abstinence, is the real problem. And if abstinence is my problem, that I'm going to have to find another solution than the food because I happen to have an allergy that if I pick up the food, it's going to kill me. And when I get all those things in a row and in a line, on page 44, 45, when it says, obviously, I get it. And then I'm open up to, once again, the main object of this book is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problem. I can't solve the problem, which is why I need a power that will solve the problem. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Paula, you're up, and then Vasa. And thank you, Monica. Uh, this would be Paula D. Uh, I'm assuming I am being heard. You are. Oh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you again, Monica. And I am a compulsive reader, recovered by and with the grace of God. And I say that happily and gladly because as we come to these lines, obviously, and this is where it is, and I just want to walk right into here. But where and how were we to find this power? Well, that was the question. That was always the question. Where? Where? Because I'd ask. I'd look. Seek and you will find. And then finally realizing they said it wrong. I will find what I seek. Seek with everything I had and that I did. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Oh, boy. No question here. Exactly? This is exactly what you're looking for. Could it be? That which I thought I found before, but didn't take me to the place where I wanted to be? I could never say I was recovered. Its main object, there it is, is to enable, finally, it gave me the tools. It gave me what I needed to find a power greater than yourself. It was only me. It was only me. So I stayed where I was, which will solve your problem. It was my life. It encompassed every part of my life. And I want to turn around, and I want to scoot on to that last line. Right on there. When we mention God, when we mention God, for we have reopened. Look at the word it uses. It had been opened before. That's when I became an agnostic, a doubter. In this realm, with this problem, yeah. A subject which our men thought. He had neatly. Now look at this. I wasn't gruff about it. I was very neat about it. No, doesn't work for me. Neatly invaded are entirely ignored. That doesn't work. Uh, 
much more to be revealed here. Thank you for allowing this this time to share. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula and Vasa. You're up. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Monica, for your service. And I am Vasa, O Recover Compulsive Reader, calling from Florida. And by the time I came to the program, I got it. Um, I can't. He can. I will let him. I didn't find. I if I didn't find this power greater than myself, I would be dead today. Um, and again, I the solution was right here, you know. And I felt like, oh my God, there's an answer to my problem. And I was just so ready, and I was just so willing to, you know, my you know my sponsor said, you know, Vasa. If, you know, I tried to do this by myself for years and years. There was nothing more try, to try to explore, to, you know, to try anything more. And this was it. And she said, if you don't find power greater than yourself, you know, again, we die. We, it's a killer disease. I didn't understand the allergy. I didn't understand the disease. But here it explains everything in this book, you know, up to this point that we have read the chapters. And I did grow up with uh, a fear for punishing God, and um, uh, and God was used for, to control, to control me for the person to get what they wanted, and they would use God. So, you know, who wants to have a God that's fearful and punishing? And my sponsor said, you know, I guess this God is not serving you any purpose up to this point, so I will lend you my loving God. And I had a lot of confusion, a lot of, you know, suspicion at that time, you know. But I said I had nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose than to just to surrender, you know, to the program and to a higher power of um, which I call today God. And that that was the answer to my to all my problems at the beginning. I just wanted to stop eating, you know. And I was just I'll just wrap it up. I was just gonna get thin and I was gonna leave the program. But I thank God that He kept me there and I kept on listening, you know, and stayed. And I I never left the program. So I'm so grateful to be here. And thank you for everybody being there and sharing. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa. And this is Monica, and I'd like to jump in here and let me restart my little stopwatch here for myself. Um, I'm Monica, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. You know, its main object, aim, purpose, goal is to enable, give the means, the ability, the opportunities to find a power greater than yourself. Which will solve your problem. Yeehaw, everybody. This is a this book is a manual of directions here, is what I was told to write in my book here. It is going to tell me exactly how to do this. And the other thing I wanted to bring up here is we are going to talk about God. In this paragraph here, they're they're bringing this up. You know, of course, we are in the chapter, We Agnostics. You know, before this, we've been talking a lot about alcohol and the problems that alcohol did to us and um, um, progression of our disease and all that. And here, they're going to talk about God. So here's the line. We are not going to be talking about alcohol any longer in this book. 
we're going to be talking about God. There's not going to be any more beating around the bush here. We're bringing it out. It's God. It's God. It's God. And so from this point on, it's it's going to be about how um, to find this God. How do we find this power? And uh, hang on, everybody, because they're going to tell us all. And who else would like to share on this paragraph? This is Janet. Sally. Okay, hold on. Yeah, okay, Janice in Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Janice yeah. and Sally, and I heard uh, Sarah from Colorado, and who else? Melissa Colorado. Fabio. I didn't hear anybody. Hold on. Janice, Sally, Sarah, okay, I've got Sally, Sarah, Rabia, Bella, Janice, and there was a couple other people in there I didn't catch. Sharon H., Sharon H., Uh, Sharon, oh, I'm sorry, I called you Sarah. Tina S., Sharon. (laughs) Okay, Tina All right, that's, we're going to have, okay, all right, here we go. I got Janice. And then Sally. And then Sharon, Tina, Rabia, Bella, Groves. So Janice, you're up. Well, thank you. I'll be brief. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Martha, for your service. My name is Janice. <clears throat> I am a grateful, compulsive eater recovered. You know, <clears throat> these two paragraphs absolutely go together. Lack of power that was, was our dilemma, our dilemma which is telling me that these people that are writing this are recovered because they, they found the power. And they're telling us how they found the power and where they found the power. And, you know, this is the last self-help book, supposedly, that I have to ever look at because this is where I found the answer. I found the power that's going to enable me. And it says will will solve my problem. It doesn't say that I'm going to solve the problem, or that it might, this power might solve your problem, or can solve your problem. It's going, this power will solve my problem. Well, what's my problem? First of all, it's going to take away the obsession of my mind, and therefore it won't activate my allergy, and then it's going to show me how to live. This is the only book that I need today. Thank you, God. I found the answer. And um, that's all I'm going to say for now. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Janice. Sally, you're up, and then it'll be Sharon H. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, A Vision for you. It's Sally A. I'm in New York, recovered compulsive eater. And uh, just wonderful sentences here. And um, just on the wings of what Janice said, I want to go into this interesting sentence. We are going to talk about God. I don't know about you guys, but I remember distinctly a conversation at the dining room table as a child and being educated. We don't talk about God in public. We don't talk about money. We don't ask questions about these things. And we were just being educated on the do's and the don'ts of our conversation at the dining room table, seven kids and two parents. And um, so here they're telling us, we're going to talk about God. Sorry, And then they come down the page, they say, here difficulty arises with agnostics. And I love that they've used the word agnostics and not the atheists, because the agnostics, I really believe all of us, anybody who is an addict, drug addict, alcoholic, food addict, whatever the addiction, is an agnostic to some extent. Why do I say that? Because I really do believe 
we don't know something, something we don't know, or we wouldn't be in this boat together. So here difficulty arises for all of us with the agnostics, for all of us who don't know something. Many times we talk to the new man and watch his hope, and this is where I want to lean, lean into. We watch his hope rise, you know, like a wave going up, and then his face falls. And it reminds me of the bottom of page 27. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved. Here's Roland Hazard. He's, his hope is rising. He's somewhat relieved, for he reflected that, after all, he was a good church-going guy. And then his hope, this hope, however, was destroyed by the doctors telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. So all of us who are somewhat a different levels of we don't know, agnostic, all of us require a vital spiritual experience. That's because lack of power, that was our dilemma. Thanks for letting me share with that iPad. Thank you, Sally. Sharon, you're up, and then Tina. Oh, thank you, Monica. This is Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. Welcome to everyone out on the line. Uh, so what do we find out here? Lack of power is our dilemma. We do have to find a power greater than ourselves. Where do we find this power? So it states in the next paragraph that this book is about the main object to enable us to find that power greater than ourselves, which will solve our problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. <clears throat> so I looked up the definition of moral and the definition of spiritual. And moral is relating to principles of right and wrong, capable of right and wrong action. And spiritual is <clears throat> of relating or consisting of or, or affecting the spirit. Spirit, a life-giving force. And that's what I needed, a life-giving force. And the principles, the 12 steps, the principles of this program are what allowed me to see the facts for what they were, that I was a seemingly, I had and will have a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body if I cannot find a spiritual, living, life-giving force to do for me what I can't do for myself. And it's taken me a long time regarding this disease of uh, compulsive overeating. I continued over and over again to believe the lie that I could do this somehow, some way in my own strength, even though I had been released from another addiction. And um, I don't get it, but all I can say today is I am so grateful that I began listening to this program in the doctor's opinion, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, and it was like this life-giving force, the light of this life-giving force shined in my mind to let me know there was no way I would ever be free unless I was willing to accept and live under the guidance and direction of these principles and to accept this life-giving force which I do choose to call God. Uh, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Sharon. And Tina, you're up, and then Rabia. 
Hi, Tina S. from Florida, recovering anorexic and uh, food addict, and uh, grateful to be on the line. Um, thanks, Monica, for your service. Uh, you know, I can remember when I always said that this is my favorite paragraph in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and it took me quite a while to go through it to really realize what my, what my dilemma was. It tells me exactly right here, and the lack of power. And I was relieved at once to find out that that was my dilemma. I always thought it was the food or the situation, whatever it was. And you know, then it tells me that this book will enable me, enable, make me able to find, locate a power greater than myself, which will solve my problem. That won't help me solve the problem. I read that for a long, long time. Help me, and uh, it will solve my problem. And you know, exactly that's exactly what this book is about. You know, it tells me. Uh, God in this paragraph also, which you know, I was raised Catholic. I am not a practicing Catholic, but I have a God in my understanding. And you know, I was told when I first came in, good orderly direction. And that's exactly what this book gives me, good orderly direction. And I'm so grateful that for this and for this meeting. I've been on here for five years now. It's been a fabulous experience. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina. And Rabia, you're up and then Bella. Rabia, star one to unmute. Hi, can you hear me? I sure can. Good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Rabia, and I am a compulsive overeater from New York. And um, what makes this reading all-inclusive for me and not exclusive is remembering that God, as we come to understand God, that that each and every one of us, if we are a true addict and must go through these 12 steps to have a recovery, um, we'll have our own personal experience with our own spirit that is deep down within us. And and we don't know what that's going to be till we get to the 12th step because that is a guarantee of these steps that as a result of working these steps. So... So now I'm in step two, and um, and I'm stark raving abstinent because I've put the food down. And so life is my problem. My lack of control in everything is my problem. And so I have to find a power because I'm going crazy um, in my mind, which is my biggest problem. And so... Like has been said, there's no more talk of alcohol. Uh, now we're going to find the solution. And uh, so that's the great hope of this book. This is the greatest hope is that we are each guaranteed um, to find our own experience with the God of our understanding. Um, and that is going to happen through these steps. Um, and it And it happened to me, and now... It's going to happen again because um, day 11, back from relapse, and I'm going through these steps again, and and I'm going to have a new experience um, with uh, a deeper experience with um, the God of my understanding, and I'm looking forward to it because it gets better and better and deeper and deeper, and I love that it's here for every single one of us, and it doesn't matter what anybody else's spiritual experience is. It doesn't matter 
what anybody else's history with their God is or what, you know, it just doesn't even matter because everybody's, including me, is going to have our own personal experience and that is the beauty um, of these 12 steps and I love that. So thank you for letting me share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rabia. Bella, you're up and Rose, you'll be next. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is, <clears throat> sorry. My name is Bella J, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Monica, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, I love those paragraphs. We stopped yesterday with um, to find this power. Today we started the reading. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Wow, it sounds interesting. Now the book will talk about a power. The book will not talk about how to lose weight. It sounds interesting. And then it's continue, which will solve your problems. Wow, it's a promise. It's not maybe, it's not might, it's not, well, maybe... Somehow, it will solve your problems. Wow. Yes, and this is it. Before I went, before I was in the program, yes, I knew that I have an eating disorder. I knew that I am overweight. And I knew also that it's because of me, because I don't have the willpower. Yes, I believe that I need the power. I was looking all the time the power in everything, in my relationship with my family, in my relationship with my husband, in my relationship, a job. Yes, I was looking for, the, for my power, and I never had the power. I knew that I am eating, that my overeating, my overweight is a symptom but I didn't know what to do with this. So I knew that I am eating because I am happy, because I am angry, because people made me angry and upset, but I didn't know what to do. Thank you, God, that now I am in the program. Yes, I, 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 I know that the, 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 the tools, the 12 steps, yes, the 12 steps, this is, what will help me at, and will solve, it, solve me my problems. Yes, I am human and I am powerless. And I, I can say very happy that I am powerless. This is the way God created me. And this is the way God expects me to be, to accept and admit that I am powerless. Yes, and today I choose to be connected to a higher power that I call him God. Today I am not looking to be perfect. I know I can't, and I don't even want. Yes, I have the opportunity to, you know, to, to take responsibility of my mistakes and to change them and to Time. do better. But today I am connected to a loving power. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. And Rose, you're up. 
Thanks, Monica. Thank you so much for your service, and I'll be really brief. I know Leah was trying to get in as well. The one sentence I want to um, share with from my own experience is the last one. But his faith falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. And that was the condition I arrived in when I came to OA. And the thing that um, opened up my mind towards the possibility was that um, I had a killing addiction, which was um, compulsive overeating, a food addiction. And I had run out of everything that could possibly help me. And um, I had very strong disbelief that there could be a God that was um, beneficent and could help me. But the process of what happened in especially 2012 when I was brought through this book, uh, sentence by sentence, definition by definition, and the experience of especially um, the change in myself from ninth step amends uh, I saw something take place that I had, I knew it had nothing to do with me and my power, and that this book um, had it, and um, and it continues to have it a day at a time. Thank you for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Rose. And is there anyone else that wanted to share that I didn't catch here? Larry? This is Janice. Larry. <laughs> Wait a minute. Larry, Janice, Leah. And I heard one more person. I didn't get your name. Deborah R. De- Deborah R. Okay. All right. Larry, Janice, Leah, and Deborah R. Larry, you're up, and then Janice. Monica, thanks for your service. Larry K., uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Um, you know, the, 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 the whole power thing, I, I thought, um, wow, you know, I just have a problem with food and with fat. Um, I couldn't... Uh, Boy, you know, things like just getting on an airplane, I remember, you know, it, it was a big joke. I could never fit uh, in the seat, so the airplane never get the, uh, you know, get the seatbelt around me. Um, that's, that's uh, there's a, uh, a lot of shame and, and those types of things, you know. So my, my problems, for me in my mind when I got here, centered on the symptoms and the manifestations of this disease. So the notion of a power, I need to, I'll tell you, for me, I needed the notion of a power greater than myself, but one that was different than my preconceived, um, you know, conception of that higher power. I had to get a new notion of a higher power because my old notion was uh, was a higher power, you know, that was uh, a, a higher power of justice. Uh, he was keeping score. First, it was a key, right? And he was keeping score. You know, and uh, it was like good Larry today or bad Larry, and that was how my day was going to go. You know, and this this program um, really amazing. These steps bring you into a new relationship with uh, a power greater than myself, but it was a much bigger power that was a God of mercy and a God uh, that would change me from the inside out. You know, so that food no longer became necessary uh, for me in order to just cope with life. Um, and it was these steps that uh, absolutely brought me through that process. And so that today, 
you know, finishing up today, not only do I not want the food, and I start the day with God, this this higher power, and uh, and I don't in the midst of challenges and calamity and and all sorts of things because we're we're gonna we're you know the, the 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 storm is either on its way, or it's in your life now. But so too is the the ability to transcend that. So I have a peace and serenity around that, which is really miraculous. And it was only through this program. It saved my life. I was a dead man walking. There, that's uh, no doubt. Uh, thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. And Janice, you're up, and then Leah. Star one to unmute, Janice. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Miss Monica. Good morning, Vision, for you. This is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So that's exactly what this book is about, it says. That's exactly what this book is about, is is finding this higher power. And I love that they say, you know, watching a man's hope rise and then his face fall. Because, oh, oh, guess what? We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about God. And if you're anything like me, I had been trying all sorts of remedies and methods and ways to handle and manage and control this thing that was happening to me. But God was not one that I thought of myself. That God was going to handle this problem And it says here that I'm going to be given an answer in a new skill set. You know, I am going to be given, I'm going to be enabled, it says. This book is going to enable me to find a new way. A new way. You know, it's going to explain the fellowship to me and how the support of the fellowship is there for me as I search for this God of my understanding. Because I thought I had ignored that whole aspect pretty well. But what was I doing? What was I doing? I had spent so much time either running away from the food or running towards the food. And now it was saying, stop. Stop. We think we might have an answer. It's worked for us. And we'll show you how it's worked for us if you're interested. If you're interested, because you might be like us. You know, we've shared this now with someone who suffers. And and if you want it, we're here for you. I remember hearing that. If you want what we have, we'll bend over backwards to give it to you. But I had to be willing. You know, this this book, they they were presenting me with this spiritual solution. And they were going to talk about God. They were going to talk about God. But they've been where I was. You know, what a wonderful thing to be able to connect, to see that there were others who'd suffered like I did and had found a way out. You know, and that's that's what's being presented to me here. You know, that's what's being presented to me here. I would be able to get a new skill set, a new way of acting on life. It was good news. It was really good news. 
and the battle path. Thank you, Janice. Leah, you're up, and then Deborah. Thanks so much, Monica. Good morning, everybody. Leah, I'm recovered. Yeah, it really is good news. <laughs> you know, it says here, um, its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Uh, we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. You know, I had been just, you know, always focused on the food, that the food uh, was the problem. And here, you know, the big book was starting to enlighten me, Leah, that uh, we're not simply recommending uh, a higher power relationship to free you from your bakery boxes and your Snickers bars. Um, You know, it's going to argue the need for me to stop living by self-propulsion and start living by a higher power's intention for me. Um, And that was news to me, but it was very, very good news. It was really good news Um, because I happened to be standing across from someone who, um, you know, in whom the problem had been solved. He was carrying a message of depth and weight. This was a man who had been, uh, you know, hanging out, living in the gutter uh, for years due to alcoholism, and he was a free man. And, you know, here I was being offered a solution. It was true I had no power over this disease, but I did have responsibility for it now that a solution was being presented to me. You know, and although this was very puzzling to me, this spiritual realm, because uh, it had never been developed in me, never introduced in me, but the, the fact was, I'm the one standing with a plastic wristband <laughs> on my left hand, and he's the one that's free. I'm in a lockup facility, and he's employed by the facility in order to carry a message of depth and weight. And all of a sudden, these steps began to have an impact on me, a correction of my will, even at the get-go. I mean, step two is merely a conclusion of the mind, but already my mind was given a choice. You know, open up your mind, Leia. Stop debating the meaning of powerlessness and, you know, your categories of allergic foods, etc. Stop arguing about unmanageability, whether the rest of your life is unmanageable, uh, Miss, uh, Miss Ivy League uh, girl, you know, who, who spent hours, uh, you know, in the bathroom stalls binging her brains out until the until her eyeballs hurt. And start looking at this. You know, the big book is saying that the food, Leia, was just a separation, a symbol of your separation from God, and that in order to recover, you're going to have to forge a relationship with some power greater than yourself, and you're going to have to rightly relate yourself to this power, or else uh, we'll meet you at the gates of hell. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leia. And Deborah. You're up. Hi, this is Deborah R. from Michigan, and welcome, um, everyone on the line. Um, it's just awesome to be with all of you this morning, and I um, want to share that it is, um, and for me, um, just as they promised, if I do what they did, I can... Uh, be guaranteed to get the results they got, and that's the freedom from the food thoughts and to rely on a power greater than myself. And it's by working the steps, the um, 
I think of we agnostics as like the, um, you know, the previous 52 pages between the doctor's opinion um, and the chapters just go over and over to paint such a clear picture um, for me and others to identify in and little things like um, when Fred went out and put the milk, uh, drinking the milk and, you know, little trivial excuses and on page 35, all went well for a time, but he failed to enlarge his spiritual life. So we kind of get some foreshadowing back there that something's this, this spiritual life is going to be part of the problem or part of the solution, pardon me. And on 45, um, and I've got it underlined and scored and, you know, we had to find a power greater or a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves. They talked about all my selfishness, my self-centered in the previous 50 plus pages. And, you know, I was uncontrollable, unmanageable. And this higher power, this power greater, whatever it was, um, at this point, they knew it was obvious. This was going to be our their solution that I could learn how to incorporate it to my life. Um, and it says, well, that's exactly what this book about is about. Its main objective is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself. And um, such a wonderful lead-in to what the rest of these pages. There's a lot of work. It's simple. doesn't mean it's easy. Or, and, you know, looking at myself, it's not uh, anything I really went and signed up in front of the line for. But with the help of sponsor and some open-mindedness um, and honesty, and staying one day at a time. And um, I still remember my first sponsor saying, just for today. And I said, how can I stay in just for today? I've got to get signed up for classes for next semester. I, you know, just for today, just for today. And um, it is definitely the time. way out. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah R. Thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sue G., could you read for us, please, from A Vision for You? Yes, I would be happy to. It's Sue G. I feel blessed to be able to read these words for us today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>